And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number five. Thank you, Garrison. <laughs> Perfect. You have his last... Uh, Name? Keeler. No. Oh. You have his last uh, message to us from the fair this year? Uh, State fair? Yeah, I think yeah, I, I can... I'd love to hear that. Uh, let me just, and then I'm going to uh... give you a surprise. It's another charming and gracious day here at the great Minnesota get-together. I always enjoy the crowds and the proximity of bodies mashed together in unison as it presents an opportunity for some casual contact. A gentle brush against a random buttock by accident, if you catch my drift. Can you dig it? I knew that you could, as the kids say. In addition to the cavalcade of things fried and things dipped in batter, there's also a cloud of melancholy and a taste of the maudlin as we bid a fond adieu to Mr. Souchere and his band of garage logic cronies as they take a final lap around the state fairgrounds in the form we have known for so very long. Word on the street is that it shall remain in similar form as a podcast, which is good news. I myself am unfamiliar with the technology, being as I still embrace the words cassette and splendid. Anywho, that's the word from St. Paul. I'm on my way to my annual visit to the State Fair Haunted House, where one can enjoy being startled by ghouls, and one can also enjoy staring at chicks. Go Vikes. Here's today's ray of hope. I had two emailers vying to provide the first ray of hope for the new format. Huh. Uh, Trevor... Uh, from Bell Plain, his email came in today at 8.27 a.m. And Peter Albrecht, his came in today at 10.01 a.m. So the honor of the first ray of hope goes to Trevor Karstens. As I was pulling into the driveway yesterday listening to the show, I had the windows down in my car. Over the sounds of the banter from the speakers, I heard voices loudly and deliberately saying the Pledge of Allegiance. I parked the car, got out, and there were six of the neighborhood kids, two of my own, six years old and nine years old, standing in the neighbor's driveway, hands on their hearts, and looking at the American flag that another kid was holding. None of the kids was older than 10. Mm. The center is holding in our neighborhood. Good luck. Life is dangerous. No, I wanted this. Here's today's ray of hope. Uh, dear Honorable Mayor, a friend of mine, CP, Dora Lee D. Broxy, is turning 80 years young today, huh. Wednesday, September 12, 2018. I asked her husband and my friend Hal what they planned to do to celebrate this milestone. Hal responded, I asked Dee what she wanted to do today to celebrate her 80th. Dee responded, well, it's nice outside. Can we just go out in the backyard and play catch or pepper? <laughs> Nice. Isn't that something? <clears throat> yes. Here's today's ray 
I have enjoyed the first two Garage Logic podcast attempts as a lawyer listener to the show since its inception in 1993. Your efforts are a behind the scenes look into the inner workings of an Uber clown car careening down the highway of life, <laughs> trying to still figure out how extra large dashboard button functions. My advice is that none of the current staff should give up their day jobs. Good luck. Well, oh, wow. They don't. They don't intend sure. to. I believe they don't. They don't believe they intend no. to. Uh, and I have. If I can find it here, you got to bear with me. Yep. Uh, I think you're doing well with these uh, these next gen podcast uh, buttons. Uh, uh, can you give me the million dollar idea, please? Because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm unable unable to find it at, at the moment. Uh, yes. I might. If I Uh, yesterday, we brought up the topic of uh, waving, people waving, uh, particularly yes. particularly in Lake Country. There, there is some, apparently, a moral obligation to constantly wave at people. Mm-hmm. But first, we should really talk about how great we think the bare naked ladies are, and they're great. Bare naked yes. ladies are fantastic. I love them. Uh, you spoke of, this is from uh, Kyle. You spoke of waving and the higher incidence of such behavior the farther you get from the tallest buildings. I have included a photo of the view out of my garage door. Not a tall building for 100 miles, and there is rarely an individual, whether on boat, foot, or car, that does not wave. My boat is in Lost Island Lake, about five miles in the distance to the left, and can be seen from the end of the driveway. I'm going to link the two-finger wave to Garage Logic. I grew up riding up and down these dirt roads and county highways in smoke-filled cabs of pickups, tractors, and combines, unbelted and sometimes in the back, bouncing around like a spare tire. Did we have a term for that once? The Uh, Sliders and slammers. Sliders and slammers. Uh, Nearly everyone gave the two-finger wave Kenny spoke of, and we gave it right back whether they were familiar to us or not. Those that did not return it, we expected were not from around here and probably from town. That continues today around these parts. It is my observation that those who give you the wave, both then and now, are saying good luck in a garage logic kind of way. We know we are up against it, and we even try to give the wave when we get closer to the big city, which usually results in being crushed by the mystery. Thank you. Podcast on. Well, here's the million dollar idea part. Uh, Stein up in Aiken writes, I had my doubts after the first uh, podcast, but today you hit your stride. Uh, you got an email from my buddy Steve Wilson talking about the rural waving phenomenon. He is absolutely right. Years ago, I was riding in my pickup road hunting for grouse and pheasants. My brother John was with me years before he too became rural. He noticed that I waved to every car and truck and person on the side of the road. He said, why don't you just get a glove on a brig? <laughs> oh, God almighty. Yes. How you turn that on? How you doing? I have. To I am tweet. bored. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to call you during the podcast, Al, to let you know I'm bored. <laughs> I know you're on. I'm going to disrupt you. I'm turning the pool heater up, uh, or it's cold. Uh, before he too became rural, he noticed that I waved to every car and truck and person on the side of the road. He said, "Why don't you just get a glove on a big spring and hang it on your driver's side door? It would save you a lot of effort." Yeah, it's about a hundred dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You can buy that on Amazon. You can. So even that idea is taken. Well. It keeps up the record of no million dollar idea ever proposed in this show is actually available. Oh no. What? What happened? How did he 
How did he get this number? Who? Joe. Yes, Pat. Did uh, you call me? No, I. My my. <laughs> I may have uh, in my uh, in my boredom here. I may have butt dialed you. I apologize. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, we're working on the pole here. The heater is uh, <laughs> heater's out, and the DA does not know how to fix it. So why we don't have you to have the pool guy? Why do you just shut her down for the season? Uh, it's going to be about eighty-five degrees, so we're going to go one more jump, one more twenty-five hundred dollar dive. We got uh, <laughs> the kids are in school, so it's a little lonely, and uh, the DA and I are just sitting across the table playing uh, cribbage. <laughs> this is. Uh, a living hell here. We're, uh, <laughs> we are uh, not prepared for this. Why, well, I'd pay 50 bucks. Just to... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm just uh, rearranging my toolbox, and uh, we should be good to go here after the uh, pool guy heads out after about maybe uh, four or five grand. All right, listen, do me a favor, though. Yes, sir. <laughs> don't, don't call during the show. I forgot to turn my phone on silent. I uh, figured you would be uh, uh, verbally abusing me, so I figured I would call and say, "Yes, I butt dialed you, but not because I was bored. I just that was an accident." All right, thank you, Pat. Yes, sir. yes, yes, yes. All right, thank see you. See you later. All right, see you later. All right. How did he get the number? I, I have no idea. He wouldn't know the number to this studio if you if you put an elephant gun right. to his ear. I have no clue. Yeah. Did, uh, I know you're not on Twitter, Joe, but yesterday I am the, for this show. Oh, well, you are. That's but you don't check Twitter. No. After he said yesterday, well, I'm bored on Twitter. Yeah. Our old buddy Dave Harrigan. Yeah. <laughs> type back. Yep. Yeah, me too. Want to hang out? <laughs> you want to go to the beach? <laughs> you had an invite for me if you wanted to go to the beach. Yeah, I don't uh, want to go to the beach. No. no. I, I gotta sell go to the this sushi crap. All right. We're not done yet. Hang around. Garage Logic Segment Number Six. Hey, at Yale University. Yes. Where our friend David Galertner uh, is a professor. I'm going to call him and invite him on, uh, playing the card that we had you on back when you wrote your book. Uh, drawing life, drawing surviving life. the Unabomber. Right, and uh, I, uh, I find him an extraordinary figure. He stands out in the failed academy. That'd He's, be cool. Yeah, and so I'll get a call into him, and we'll have him on one of these days. And I love the podcast form because I can talk to him as long as I want. Right, right, exactly. He wrote that book. When did he write? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. It was uh, yeah mid. It was mid nineties. Well, at his school, a Yale Daily News survey of freshman students. Uh, at Yale, found that more students of the class of 2022 identify on the LGBTQRRPQBLGPMNOPQRZ spectrum than is conservative. And that queer freshmen even outnumber other sizable demographics in the class, such as Protestants and Catholics. Interesting. Boy, that's a growing uh, community. You may foghorn community. It was 97, by the way. Mm-hmm. The paper survey, the results of which are composed of 864 respondents, or just over one half the freshman class, found that only 9% of the respondents identified as somewhat conservative. So they got quite a good turnout, though, for the LGBTQQRRMNNOPQRLMNOPQ. Just the alphabet. World. 
Okay. I don't often. Uh, <laughs> God bless it. Yes, sir. I think he just texted me. Here I am again. <laughs> I'm still bored. Why don't I turn the damn thing off? I didn't even hear it the first time. Well, this was just a text. Oh. It wasn't Pat. Okay, I, I normally don't uh, follow the world of modeling. Really? That sure. surprises me. I'm yeah. sure that's not much of a confession. No, I, I'm not into the uh, Sports illustri- Illustrated swimsuit issue or, okay. you know, Victoria's Secret. I, yep. You know, let's... I'd rather buy stamps, you know. I believe that. I tr- I truly believe that. But something caught my eye because it, it, it proves, you know, there's a reason they're stereotypes. Because they're real. <laughs> there's Listen a reason they're stereotypes. Okay. Victoria's Secret model Devon Windsor is facing backlash after comparing being blonde to the changes to the challenges models of color face in the fashion industry. Okay. In a clip from E's new show, Model Squad, model Shanina Shayak, who is of Lithuanian, Pakistani, and Arab descent, is seen explaining how she has been bullied in the industry for her skin color. A lot of black girls would have to miss Milan. That means a... a Italy, maybe? Is that where they have a big Fine. fashion yeah. show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of black girls would have to miss Milan because they weren't able to walk in the shows because they don't want girls of that color, she said. Or it's a typo for a Disney movie. Windsor responded by saying, I literally went through hell and literally lived in different countries like every other month and don't speak that language. I don't speak Paris. <laughs> no. Oh, no. my God. No. <laughs> I don't speak Paris. I Who does? I don't speak Italian, and I did that for like two years. Like, I want to say, is France a country? There's a reason they're stereotypes. She's a blonde, remember? <laughs> yeah. The model then responded to Shayak's diversity struggles by saying, you know how hard, it is, how hard it is to be blonde? I have to get a highlight every month. Do you know how expensive that is? The clip Budapest? Of- <laughs> I never even heard of that. There's a reason they're stereotypes. Okay. The clip of Windsor's comment was quickly shared all over social media and was met with harsh criticism. One user called out the model and said, there's so many young women looking up to you right now. Instead of being a role model, you're just, you're just out there being a dumb blonde who complains about traveling the world when so many girls would take your place without hesitation. Another user wrote, joking or not, what an ignorant thing to say. One person even tagged Victoria's Secret in the comment sections and urged the company to get rid of Windsor, while others made fun of the model accidentally calling Paris a language. This might be a stupid question. Mm-hmm. I thought Europe was a country. <laughs> well, she's, she's, she quite literally brought that clip to life. She says, I don't speak Paris. Yeah, that's, that's not... Uh... Like, I'm listening to what you're saying, but I only hear what I want to. Yes, I got you. The backlash from the clip prompted the 24-year-old model to release an apology to fans. Uh, The Victoria's Secret angel, she's an angel, explained that her comment was meant to be taken as a joke, but she has since realized that her joke was incredibly insensitive. No, it's not insensitive. It's just stupid. There's nothing insensitive about it. You're just a moron. A Victoria's Secret angel is one on there. Uh, uh, a model that gets to go on their show and has go. the big wings and very ornate <laughs> outfits. I, my friend at the airport watches it all the time. 
Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I just know Are that you kidding I, me? I know it because it's been on in my home sure. from yeah. females that watch it. I've never to sat walk down through and, the room and I would feel dirty doing that. That oh. wouldn't feel right. You've Windsor, been a naughty So I just boy. watched half of it. <laughs> Windsor continued the majority of the conversation was edited, and if a peer of mine wanted to discuss such a serious subject, I would never follow it with a joke. I have an immense amount of respect for my peers. I know the struggle of diversity and inclusion in my business as well as in so many others is not one to take lightly. Well, she obviously didn't write that. She would not have been capable no. of a coherent sentence. She doesn't speak Paris. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. Earlier in September, Windsor spoke to Fox News and opened up about her experiences in the cutthroat modeling industry. The biggest challenge for me, and I think for most girls, is just the criticism. The amount of criticism that we take every day, she said. We're being critiqued every day. Whether you hear them critiquing you or not, it's behind your back. Whether it's in the client, casting, friends, agents, you're constantly being judged, and you're constantly being denied. Wow. What are you being denied, I wonder? Right. Uh, yes, people are going to be critical of you, but if you're a model, of course, you're going to be under the microscope. You expect that. You now understand a little better, boys, why... why there's a reason they're stereotypes? Uh, yes. Because they're real. Yes. She brought to life every dumb blonde joke that's ever been told. I don't speak Paris. By just saying, I don't speak Paris. <laughs> you know what, Devin? Either do I. <clears throat> you speak a little French. French, yes. That's not the, that's the language. Paris is the place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just a minute. Yep. Yeah. And remember... If you're looking for somebody to blame for the arrival of Hurricane Florence, it's Trump's fault, according, according to the Washington Post. See you tomorrow.